Hello and good morning. Goedemorgen and welcome to yet another bubble service from my home to yours. It is good that we can be together today, even if we aren't physically together. It's good to know that we can share in this moment, you and your bubble and me and mine. And so it's good to say, wherever you are, may the Lord bless and keep you, turn his face towards you and give you peace today. Amen. Let's start the service by having a moment of silence. I'm going to light a candle for us. Just a symbol of the fact that we acknowledge God's presence. That we know God is the light that can never be darkened. A couple of days ago, a group of people in the UK decided to, to record a song virtually and I found the South African version to it and I really want to share it with you. It is, it is so beautiful, it is beyond powerful. I will send you the link to the UK version too because that also is amazing. So listen to it and drink it in and, and let the words speak to, to your soul. The Lord bless you and keep you, make his face shine upon and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give peace. The Lord bless you and keep you, make his face shine upon you, and be gracious to you. Lord, turn his face toward you and give you peace. Amen. 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 
May his faith be upon and the thousand generations and your family and your children and their children and their children. May his favor be upon you and a thousand generations and your family and your children and your children and your children. Take a little So what is going to happen today? Today we are together to give praise to our Lord, <clears throat> the one who guides us. Today we are together to say we believe in the one who died but rose again. We believe in God, the one and only. We believe in the Spirit who was sent to us, our constant companion. Today we will pray to show how dependent we are on the Lord. We will read from the word to open ourselves up for God's guidance and light. Today we will have moments of silence to let it all sink in. We will say we are sorry. We will say we need you. We will open our hands and our ears and our hearts because we want to have teachable spirits, because we want to grow more and more. We want to move and be more because we are hungry, angry, lonely, desperate, and want, happy, fulfilled, content. And so we are here to be fed. We're here to be fed so that we can feed those around us. Thank you for being with us today.
If God gives such attention to the appearance of wildflowers, most of which are never ever seen, don't you think he'll attend to you, take pride in you, do his best for you? What I'm trying to do here is to get you to relax, not to be so preoccupied with, with receiving so he can respond, respond to God's giving. People who don't know God and the way it works fuss over these things, but you know both God and how he works. Steep your life in God's reality, God's initiative, God's provisions. Don't worry about missing out. You'll find all your everyday human concerns will be met. Give your entire attention to what God is doing right now. And don't become worked up about may or may not happen tomorrow. God will help you deal with, with, with whatever hard things come up when the time comes. Matthew 6, verse 30 to 34. Let us pray. O oh Lord of wonderful times of mercy, O oh Lord of goodness and hope, thank you that we know you talk to us. Thank you that we know you want to be with us. Thank you that we know you, you want us to know you more. Thank you that we know in the darkest of dark times you are here, you will not leave us or forsake us. And that you can turn around times that are that are scary and alone and isolated and make something beautiful of it. You can take us and turn us around and help us, especially in times like these, to be people of hope and love and grace and understanding. Dear Lord, thank you that that we can be together in this moment, in this way, even if it's not what we want, not what we used to. Dear Lord, there are so many people who do not have this, who do not think they need this, and we are thankful for the fact that we are here in this moment. Please bless this service. Like we've said, open our hearts and our ears and our minds so that we can be moved by you. Thank you that you know us, care for us, and never forsake us. May your spirit work in and through us today, every day, especially now. We ask this in your name alone. Amen. As you hopefully know, today is Mother's Day. Yet again, we are bombarded by all these times of newness and, and differences and, and moments where we wish and feel things were different than it was. There are a lot of us who wish they could be with our moms today. And so I, I just want to say to all the moms out there, to all the, the women who take on motherly roles in our lives, thank you, bless you, thank you for helping us, making us meals, praying for us, being there for us, loving us. Thank you for just being who you are to us. 
I'm so blessed to have two mothers and to both of them. They are hopefully listening. Well, we'll find out if they are. <laughs> I just want to say, Gelukkige Moedersdag in ons is liever, al by van julle. Dankie vir alles wat julle vir ons doen. To all the other mothers out there, we love you. And we are thankful for what you do for us. Children, I hope that you have remembered that it's Mother's Day today. I hope that you have made something special. To all the children and all the, the people around who maybe forgot or didn't, but for everyone who has a mother close to them, um, I'm going to help you to, to just bless them a little today and just to spoil them a little today. So if you forgot, this is hopefully something perfect to do. Um, if you didn't forget, help make this anyway so that you can spoil all the mums around you. Mothers are such a blessing from above. And so we just want to thank you and spoil you and honor you today. So, um, let's go make something nice to all the mums out there. And husbands and fathers, um, do this anyway. If, if there's a mum around you who is alone today, who wish her children were closer. Um, so, yeah, let's go make something nice. I've told a number of you this, but I accidentally found the Skyline walkway. Really, I was totally okay with walking up and down the streets of Johnsonville and 
I really didn't know that literally just behind us, right over there, was this beautiful, beautiful walkway. And so I've been there many times over the last few weeks. And since John Craig told me that you could fall off the North Island if you keep on going on the Skyline Walkway, it has been my goal ever since to go to the end of the walk, not falling to the sea, but to go to the end. And I've been close, but not close enough. So there has been days over the weekend, where last weekend, where the walks have been short and cold and wet. There were days when it was really clear and I could manage to see the snow on what I think is the Tararua Ranges. Well, there's no one here who can correct me, so I'll just go ahead and give it as facts. I saw the snow on the Tararua Ranges. There were days when I saw a lot of people. There were days where I walked fairly alone. And it has been wonderful. I just want to share a little bit of the, the things that I've seen and experienced with, with you. On these walks, like for most of us who go for walks, it gives me time to think. To think about how this will all be when it's over. To think about how people are affected by this. To think about how businesses are affected by this. To think about how other countries have handled this. It gives me also time to center myself and above all, these are valuable moments to spend with God. These walks have given me time to pray. There have been times when the surroundings calmed the storm inside of me. There were times where it made me feel close to God. There were times when the words didn't come. And then just the silence came. And so there were moments in these silent moments where I had music in my ears and, and so I listened to songs and some of the songs became prayers. One of these songs is a song by a South African singer called Kuni de Villiers. He's a well-known singer and songwriter in South Africa, but he is, is quite set against structured religion and he wrote this Afrikaans song called Cathedral which is translated into cathedral. And this song has changed the way I look at my walks and talks with God. I've listened to this song over and over. He sings and I have translated this as best I could. He sings, there is no roof in my church, nor art or paintings. No chandelier to hang up high. Everyone can enter freely because my dome is the heavens. High enough for all the stars. Broad enough for the planets. Here you will find silence. Here you will find peace. Here you will find some rest with me. In my church there are no walls that can limit the broad horizon. There are no doors or any locks. No register to mark your name in. Because the mountains are the sails where the eagles can hide. 
Yes, the plains are the floors. Yeah, you'll find silence. Yeah, you'll find peace. Yeah, you shall find some rest with me. In my church, there are no windows, no stained glass that shines with bright lights. No communion bread you have to break or wine that someone still has to pour. No, because in the church you see colors as the sun sets at dusk. As the last clouds gather, here you will find silence. Here you will have peace. Here you'll find some rest with me. In my church there are no choirs or organs to disturb the rest. No one to ask any money or confess. Because the storms are in the percussion and the wind never wants to rest. The trees make all the music. Here you will find silence. Here you'll find peace. Here you will find some rest with me. How beautiful is that? In the last weeks, we've had to make a lot of changes. We've had to be okay with not having a lot of things we were used to or wanted or needed. We had to subside our need for companionship or make peace with it. We had to subside our want, make peace with the fact that we can't have fast food, we can't have our coffee fixes, our familiar workplaces, our routines, our freedom, our convenience, and, and, and. And yes, some of these we've had been able to get back, some still not. One of the things we had to give up was our coming to church, seeing each other and worshipping together. And so, as with so many things in our lives, we had to make changes to how we worship, how we serve, sing and pray. And like the song suggests, and like my walks have done, my primary worship space has shifted. The church no longer was the place to go to on a Sunday. The primary worship no longer is one where we sing together to songs we know and love. Communion all of a sudden isn't the bread and juice we are accustomed to and the kappa after church was different than what we wanted. All of a sudden the hills behind Johnsonville became a worship space for me. The streets around your house had to become your parish. Your own living room became the church and your dining room became the communion table. The bubble you're in now is your parishioners. And so we've had to make a lot of places around us holy. We had to change a lot of the ordinary, everyday spaces and places and make them sacred, meaningful and churchy. We had to adjust our ways. We had to find new ways to feel and express and experience our faith. We had to make peace with the fact that we can't have what we want when we want it. Or okay, we, we are in the process of making peace with how different things are and that there are things we want or think we need or do need and can't have. And in this realization, in this realization that things have changed and we've had to make peace with it and we've had to, to make the things around us have more and deeper meaning, there lies something wonderful. 
In the book, Stillness Speaks, Eckhart Tolle writes something beautiful. He writes, when you no longer demand that a situation, person or place, or event should satisfy you or make you happy, its passing and imperfect nature is allowed to be. And the miracle is that when you are no longer placing an impossible demand on it, every situation, person, place or event becomes not only satisfying, but also more harmonious and more peaceful. In one of my walks this week, my mind began to wander to, to Sunday and, and what I will preach about. And as some of you know, I, I really like to use the lectionary and I like the fact that people all over the world are reading and listening and trying to make sense of the world by reading the same scripture. And like many times before, as I was walking and listening to my new church sounds all around me, praying and waiting and wanting wisdom and guidance for what to say and drawing nearer to the end of my walk with no certainty as to what to say, I came home to my other new church with different church symbols and sounds and I read the lectionary verse for this week. And it was wonderful. Because as I started to read John 14 verse 1 to 10, all of the things just started to come together. And so let's read that together today. John 14 verse 1 to 10. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I ever have told you that I'm going there to prepare a space for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. Thomas said to, to him, Lord, we don't know where you are going, so how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me and if you really know me, you will know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and see him. Philip said, Lord, show us the Father and, we, and that will be enough for us. Jesus answered, don't you know me, Philip, even after I've been among you such a long time? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I'm the Father and that the Father is in me? The words I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing these works. Believe me when I say that I am the Father and the Father is in me, or at least believe on the evidence of the works themselves. Very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing, and they will do even greater things than these, because I am going to the Father. And I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. So say the word of the Lord. What we've just read is a moment between Jesus and his disciples, just before Jesus' death. The disciples have this conversation with Jesus without knowing or fully grasping the consequence of what will happen. 
what Jesus have told them will happen. They don't fully understand it, grasp it. The disciples are also in a moment where things are different to what they are used to, different than what they want. And so when Jesus talks to them, his present imperative is to acknowledge their fear and confusion about the future. Stop being troubled, he tells them. He sees these men whose hearts are far from tranquil and he, he wants them to stop being so troubled. The thing is, when these men stand in front of Jesus, even after all that they have been through with Jesus, they still can't bring all the strings together. The message of Jesus being one with the Father and the God of the Scriptures and the Jesus that they see in front of them, it's very difficult for them to understand that they are all one. So they need to know how this all works. They need to understand these, these are men that, that have left everything. They are men who have left their families, their jobs, their homes, their dreams to follow Jesus. And now they kind of feel lost because they don't fully understand. They don't understand it at all. How will they go on if they are left alone? How will they cope with the new normal? And although or because they don't fully grasp it yet, they need to know how to handle the future that will be so much different than what they want and think it will be. Today, so many people are seeking the exact same thing. People are seeking some answers as to how to get meaning out of this life and this time. And how to get the spirituality and, and church that, that we have now. How to get the most out of it. A spirituality that will bring wholeness and new communion with what's going on. With us, with the people around us and also with God. After Jesus dies, these disciples will go through emotions of loss and grief and longing because of their love and friendship with Jesus and his absence will be hard on them. And then Jesus comes with these words. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. He tells them that my father's room, my father's house has all these rooms. I've told you this, don't worry, I'm going to prepare a place for you and I will come back and, and you will be with me. He talks to them with gentleness and thoughtfulness, with kindness. The words of Jesus creates a future where he will be with them and draw them into a loving embrace. For listeners who needed some assurance, who didn't know how to go into the future, they needed Jesus, they needed God. And if Jesus is going away, then they want to see God. That will be sufficient for them. That's what they need. And so when Jesus talks to them, he tries to tell them that they have seen God, that they have been with God the entire time that they've been and seen Jesus. 
before the word became flesh, people were seeking to see God in all sorts of ways. And they did. We read of dreams and visions. We hear the words of prophets and inner voices in all cultures. Through all the times, people have heard the voice of God in some sort of way. If we start with Noah and Abraham and the holy people of Israel, we'll go to holy people all over the world and all sort of cultures. People have heard the voice of God. Some wouldn't have said it. Some maybe don't even know it. But some have heard the voice of God without even knowing it was God's voice. And then the word became flesh. And Jesus brought the fulfillment to all these different paths to God. He doesn't destroy them. He creates new ways and new paths and new means for people to talk and see and interact with God. God is showing us a new simple way to union with God, a way of compassion and love and service and humility for all, not just for the strong, not just for the clever, the capable, the virtuous, for all, also for the weak and humble, the lost, the forgotten, and all that is needed to see and hear God is to humbly go to Jesus with trusting hearts. He will lead little by little. He will lead us to a greater union with God. In this time, we needed to make some changes to our ways so that we too can still see and hear and discover God's presence. And although it might have been something we all wanted to just skip, not do, we had to. We had to change our ways. And the wonderful thing about Jesus is that especially when we go through changes, he goes with us. When we go through times where normal isn't the normal anymore, we can be sure of the fact that Jesus is in it, with us, all the way, helping us to create a new normal. Just like he did with the disciples, just like that, now with the changes we have to make, it's not something we should give up on. Even if you are not yet okay with having your church in your living room, or in your garden, or in your kitchen, or at your table, you have to open yourself up to this. We have to open ourselves up to this. Because our lives will be so much richer for it. Our companionship and relationship with the threefold God will be so much more when we set ourselves out to discover and praise and find God in more places than usual. So just before we might just go into the new normal, just before we might go back to all the usual places where we found God, don't give up on the places that you've created where you did see God and feel Him and talk to God. Listen to these words. What if? What if you could meet the living God through your life? What if every moment of struggle could be your Sunday service and every moment of joy your song of praise? 
What if you could practice your religion in everyday life? If church could be your house, your office, or the mall? If your cathedral could be the hills and the starry night? What if spiritual disciplines could be normal happenings in your life? If prayers were your words, your thoughts, and consciousness? If meditations were a deepening in a sport, knitting, or music? What if holy water could be the normal water you drink, the bath you take, or the ocean you dip in? If holy bread were the plain and simple bread on your plate, if the blood of Christ were the wine in your hand? What if life could be your preacher? If siblings and strangers could be your Bible study group? If the book you read was surprising you with the words of God? If it could be so, then you would meet the living God in your life. What if we were able to, to meet God in the daily things all around us? What if we were able to make our walks and our talks with other people, our church services? Then when we do go back to church, we'll, we'll have more of church through our daily week. And isn't that what, what this is all about? then these weeks would have not just been in vain. It wouldn't have just been nothing. If we could see God, hear God in our normal lives, our lives will be so much more richer for it. What if we could see God in our everyday lives? Amen. Philippians 4 verse 10 to 12 says, I am not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in every situation, whether we, we are well fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do everything through Him who gives me strength. As we go out into the world, maybe go with the words from Teresa of Avila. May today there be peace within you. May you trust God that, that you are exactly where you are meant to be. May you not forget the infinite possibilities that are born of faith. May you use those gifts you have received and pass on the love that has been given to you. Knowing that you are content in being a child of God. Let this presence settle into your bones 
and allow your soul the freedom to sing, dance and praise. It is there for each and every one of you. Amen.